Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Searchcast Season 3, Episode 25, presented by Primal X Hockey and DraftKings. And we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Kat Hunter. And we are joined by a very special guest today. We haven't had her on in a while, but it's always good to have her on. She is one-fourth of the Fancy Duck Boys and the amazing graphic designer, videographer, you name it. She probably has that hat somewhere stashed in the corner because that's just how amazing she is. We are very excited to have Juliana Moore as our guest tonight. Jules, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. I am so happy to be back. I think the last time I was on the pod was either right before or right after the stadium series game. So it's been a real hot minute since I've been here. Wow. (laughs) But the the best time you were on was ladies night. Yeah. The, my very first time was ladies night. Yes. Yeah, that was a very special time for me when I was moving and then went right into a hotel for three months because my house decided to flood. So yeah, hey, that was yeah. I can but, hear that small violin from here. That was actually before Cat was an actual host of the pod. Yeah, yeah, it was actually yeah. So that what what a different time back then, <laughs> back from like what end of twenty two. Yeah, it's like it's all, like it's, yeah. It's crazy how far we've come since then from the Lay's Night episode to now. But, yeah, it's good to have you back as always. Um, Bailey is not joining us tonight. She is actually on finals week, I believe. Right, Kat? I think that's what she told us. I can't remember. School. Non-stop school. So wishing uh, nothing but the best for uh, Bailey as she's having to deal with school, school, and more school. I don't miss it. I've been there and done that. So (laughs) Don't miss it at all. (laughs) No, finals week, a, papers. I had a recent good. thing for work where it had us do like homework and we had to do it like every week. And I was like, I nope, my brain does not do this anymore. I refuse. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do that school thing anymore, man. Like, let's like, how about we just don't? <laughs> I, I am nope, last six years of it, and then I was done. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, same here. I like gr- did like grad school th- four classes away from getting done, and I'm like life and work got in the way i'm like you know what forget it i'm not gonna go finish my master's degree at this point it's not worth it (laughs) so yeah no don't miss it um so we do have it's not super jam-packed we are going to recap some of the games especially the the last unfortunately yeah we do have to talk about edmonton and calgary and vancouver because the last time we recorded was with kyle and that was before the edmonton game and luckily no one really roasted us for our takes (laughs) because <laughs> we did preface it was before edmonton don't come at us if you heard the episode on that next day and it was my like, main take was correct my main take was correct yes J- yep jacob slavin still held Connor mcdavid in his back pocket after that mm-hmm. everything else didn't really quite work out so well for us but yeah you, you, you know it's <laughs> it's one of those things um so we got some milestones we get to talk about too uh one one in particular to our captain, uh, Sebastian Ajo's uh, put himself up into really elite quality of um, just company that he's in in terms of his stat. And then um, talk about Alexander Nikishin real quick because, I mean, how can you not get excited about one of our best prospects who's absolutely just lighting it up in the KHL right now, especially in the All-Star game, which actually we will talk about some new things that are coming to the All-Star game this year for the NHL. So that's going to be exciting. But the first thing I really want to talk about, and it's kind of, we didn't really talk about it in the rundown, but 
I kind of just thought oh, of that now. It's a surprise. It's a surprise one. Um, how funny is it, the fact that the NHL is really trying to pimp out the Jonas Brothers to make their stadium series more entertaining <laughs> in New Jersey when everyone was worried about us? But no one no even way. knew who our no one even knew who our performer was until like almost right up on it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's either but... very poor marketing, or they just like our game was already sold out, so they didn't need to bring more people in. Um, so they just said, "Hey, we're just going to get whoever we can get." Um, yeah. I was joking earlier when I said that they are using the Jonas Brothers to sell more tickets, and I honestly think that 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 is true now because they're now calling it what the stadium series with the Jonas brothers or yeah. No, yeah. They don't, they're not even talk, they don't even have the two team names. In it. Yeah. Like no, they've now, they're now calling it whatever, the stadium. like stadium series with the Jonas brothers featuring, you know, whatever. And you know, okay, cool. They're going to have a 30 to 45 minute set, but like, and I get they're from New Jersey. So that's actually really cool that they're like, tying that in with the game but also well, it's still, no, still no, like dude that's that's pretty rough because you're like because you're talking about like you're in like that metro of jersey and new york and all that at a at an nfl stadium and it's like well i i know overall if you ask anyone around the league that or you know it's Outside of the outside of the NHL offices, like they market the absolute crap out of the Winter Classics and the Heritage. Actually, I don't think a lot of people even knew the Heritage Classic from earlier this year was even going on, unless you were part of those fan bases. Like outside of the Winter Classic, the day the NHL absolutely drops the ball on marketing for their Heritage Classics, the Stadium Series, any of that stuff. It, they, I don't know what their deal is. They are so bad. <laughs> this league, we really need a change of the guard in, the, in those NHL front offices because Daly and Bettman, they, I don't know what they're doing at this point. <laughs> like, it, it's just a joke how they just, how they can't market this league. It just was all. a little bit like job complacency. Like, it's just like, all right, we're doing good, well enough that we'll be fine. And the, everyone else that's like a fan of it is like, we would love to grow in some different ways. Like. We don't it's want still, to just exist. We want to grow. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not the mid nineties. Like we need a little bit of like an update here, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, kind of like you said, you know, uh, with the Heritage Classic, like no one really knew that that game was going on because unless you were a fan of the teams, because I remember watching it and um, I think it might have been Cat. She was like, "Oh, that's on tonight," or like, "That's happening tonight." <laughs> Probably. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, unless you're, yeah, unless you're listening to like thirty-two thoughts, or you're kind of keeping up on the socials of like of the NHL or whatever. Yeah, it's or like or like you said, Joel, unless you're a fan of Calgary or Edmonton, which, by the way, some of those jersey choices were not great. Well, the jerseys weren't bad. It was the pant selection by Edmonton. Stop, stop, please stop going to Tan. Tannis should not be the default for a classic. I'm sorry. I'm over it. On the past few outdoor games, whether that be Stadium Series, Heritage Classic, Winter Classic, whatever, I honestly still think ours was one of the best and has been one of the best, like, previous, or, like, you know, recently. 100%. Like, yeah. what, what are those Seattle and, uh, oh, my gosh. Vegas? Vegas. What are no, those? Seattle's better. See, okay, so Seattle's, Seattle's is better nice than Vegas. 
the Vegas colors just I don't feel like I I can see anything. Well, because, that I like because they're saying Seattle's is hard. Seattle's is hard because their main jerseys are such fire. Like it's hard, I think, for them to do better. Well, no, that's fair. Well, but well, still, they were, for, yeah, for Seattle because they were harkening back to their 1917 Stanley Cup jerseys. That's why it was the multicolored barber pole style ones, which makes sense and it, it fits well. It's just, yeah, it's tough when you're taking the Seattle cracking colors and doing it in that style pattern, unlike the Metropolitans, which was green and red, and that was absolutely it. So I see yeah. what they were going for. It's a lot better than Vegas because Vegas was going for their vintage 1920 early Lesser days. Yellow, because they, you know, they were trying to, they were harkening back to like the early days of Vegas in like the 20s and 30s and 40s, and I'm like. It's just plain. It's just a big V with like Florida leaf, fancy leaf endings, and then like that's it. I'm like, okay. I mean, heck, it's a lot better than what New York is pimping out now with that weird stripe thing they got on their jerseys. And I'm like, it's just a darker blue with different stripes. That's all. It Honestly, really you could put Henrik Lundqvist in that jersey, and that jersey still wouldn't look good. <laughs> yeah, it yeah uh, the the jerseys they have not it, it's been very hit and miss. I, I will say this so yeah I think our stadium series and the the Capitals one was kind of meh at first, but after a while it kind of grows on you. But yeah, even then it's just I think our sets were probably the best that we've had in a while. And after that you're just kind of like their jerseys. I don't know, maybe maybe cool. seeing them on the ice, my opinion might change because probably I know a Are lot there? of. Are they Adidas? Or are they fanatics? Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. This this is the last year of the Adidas jerseys. So. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I th- I just thought that was it was just interesting how you brought that up, Jules, and I'm like, I cannot believe the NHL is having to pimp out the Jonas Brothers to be like, hey, let's let's make let's make this more entertaining, and it's like, how should it be more entertaining when you're literally in like the metropolitan triangle of New York and New Jersey? That should yeah. have like no issues for you. In terms like I of- said, I, I said it as a joke this morning, and then literally right before we hopped on here, they announced, "Oh, we're like changing the name of the event." I was, and the logo is very boring. All it is is just the state. It's the state outline in New Jersey with the big. MetLife is a concrete slab of boring. It's if you look on the outside of that stadium; it is just a stadium. Like there's no characteristics to it. It's it's terrible. Was, <laughs> least, I'm sorry that they thought ours ours was gonna be a problem for like the cap space and like marketing and all of this stuff. And now you've got an original six team, and they now have to that has made the playoffs multiple times, and a little up and coming team that so far this season is hurting a little bit. But they have to market their entertainment more than either of those two teams. <laughs> Yeah, and for the fact that, oh, I don't know how we're going to do in Carolina, even though we sold out twice. <laughs> twice. And it probably had the best electric atmosphere in that stadium, but sure, yeah, no, yeah, it's Raleigh. Yeah, we're not a hockey state, set set the record for, like, you know, the biggest, you know, like, crowd for a club hockey game. Like, 56,000 fans at a Hurricanes game out, outdoors for the first time ever. Yeah, you know, we don't like hockey down here. <laughs> Like, sure. Yeah. I don't know, but you know what? Sucks to suck. <laughs> Get better, I guess. Anyway, uh, on to the games. On uh, to the games. 
So, yeah. The Edmonton game was... It was that if you were going to see, I mean, if you were going to see a coach be perfectly candid without actually yeah. dropping the F bomb. He was close. He almost did. He almost did. <laughs> Brandon Moore gave his pure, unfiltered thoughts there, man. And it's, he wasn't wrong. Like, I would have no. been scared to interview him, but because like 28 seconds in, they score. Like, that's disgusting. And Two goals under a minute. Two goals under the first was, minute. Oh god! Everyone was just like, like I I know we did really well against the Oilers, and we always do. But it was just like they just weren't ready to play. They weren't ready to play hockey at all, and they were just they came out a little complacent. Uh, Slavo got his stick lifted, and so then he couldn't clear the puck around, and so everyone, of course, expected him to do that, and so they weren't they weren't guarding their man, they weren't matching up, and then all of a sudden it's a goal, and it's like. Nobody's ready? Is no one ready? And then Brandon it happened Moore. again. And the Ekholm goal, which is the second one, Brendan Moore said, we watched that. We watched that in our locker room multiple times to defend against it. And it's still, they let it happen just as he t- said they watched. And he yeah. was disgusted by it. Yeah. No, he, you could definitely tell he was very – credit to Panger for even trying to interview him at that point. I'm like – he's like, we're going to lose 50 to nothing. A lot of people are saying we're 15 or 50. At that point, it could have been either one because that was – we've we we've all seen some bad Hurricanes games. Like we've – let's be honest, we have. I think that was probably the worst one we've seen in probably a while. It was I, worse because some of the bad ones I've seen, it's not like they're not trying. It's just we can't get a bounce, and then the, the team starts to fall apart because they're getting beat when they're playing the better game. And so that makes sense. But this one, it was just like – it was like a peewee hockey team playing against the Oilers. Like, it was so – I mean, we didn't even get a – we didn't get a penalty, which is amazing, until maybe the third. Sorry there, Jules. KK had the only penalty of that game. <laughs> Um, we but, talk, I, he is an innocent boy. He did nothing wrong. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the game that he did get called for the penalty, but like it wasn't a penalty. There was one was David pulling him down. Yes, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, it was. It was. I even penalty. said, I was like, how was that a penalty on KK? Because like McDavid like reached his arm around and like Sumo pulled him down to the ground. I was like, yeah, okay, that's a penalty on KK, but whatever. Oh, because it's kind of David. I mean, you know, he he gets the storage stream, and oh, he took him down. He took him down. Like, okay, sure, whatever. So, what you're yeah. saying is, uh, Connor McDavid is the NHL's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, Con- does Connor McDavid throw a hissy fit like Mahomes does? Though, I mean, he was offsides by a lot. So, I mean, anyway, <laughs> um, so sticking yeah. with hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the thing, the thing. It's like the fact that it was like Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid really did pretty much nothing that game, but somehow Zach Hyman gets a hat trick. Which I'll say this though: credit to Zach Hyman. He's not a, he's not just a dude. Like he is a good hockey player. Like he's not bad. I. It's just funny when people are like, "How did Zach Hyman score?" It's like Zach Hyman is. He's he's a pretty good. He's a pretty good hockey player. Oh well. Fogel scored against us. Scored against yeah, the you, team. Uh, you know, yeah, you know it's bad if Warren Fogel scored against you. And if you anyone, love to, you love to see that we weren't completely blanked with our captain getting on the board. 
but that would have been you know. it was just like they could never find the groove of their game and that kind of that game kind of really set in motion the whole more so the whole that there are people not buying in in the locker room um you could and like they didn't have they didn't have practice they didn't do media the next day and you could just see that Brenda Moore is kind of I called it that him giving them the silent treatment like he was just I'm done like I at this point, you guys got to figure it out because I know he said everything that he's going to say to that. He's like continuously going to put that in, but it's also annoying as frustrated as he is, as frustrated as as fans were watching. We're like, who is it? We want to know. How frustrating must it be for the guys that do come out pretty consistently? Even that game, even with the penalty, I thought KK was one of the ones that played, tried to get the play going again multiple times, but when your team is out of sync, a one-man effort is really hard to do. How oh, how how frustrating would it be for him or for Slavin or for any of the guys that have bought in and they keep playing their game and then you know who the person is that your coach is talking about the the player in the locker room that's giving you like kind of causing dissension that we haven't really had before. If we had yeah. to, if we had problems in the locker room the last again I said this before the last time I think we said anything was Hala and he he got out like we're we're like nope you're gone we're gonna get yeah. someone else. Yeah. Um, so well, it's, it has yeah. to be frustrating for them to be like, they don't know how to fix it. It has to be on the person, either we get rid of the, whoever it is, or it has to be on that person to finally buy it. And that has to be frustrating. Well, I mean, from personal experience, I mean, I'm sure anybody who has played a team sport, you know, there are times where, you know, you are giving 110% on the field, on the ice, you know, or whatever you're doing. And, you know, there might be one person or it might be five or six that aren't giving that, like, dedication that you are. And as someone who has gone through that, like, it is so frustrating. And honestly, like, it messes up mine, their, you know, it messes up their game, too, because, you know, they are giving all that they have to play and to score and to do all those things. But then, like I said, whether you have one or whether it's five people who aren't, as they like to say, buying in, you have to overcompensate for the mistakes that they're making. And that's even like double frustrating because not only are you doing your job, but you're doing theirs as well. Oh, yeah, and that also tires you out way more than just you playing your game. Well, yeah, and that's and that's what Brad and Ray from the Storm Cellar were talking about on their laps, uh, last episode when they had Aaron Hatfield on. It was – and they were talking about KK, the fact that he has to play more defense now because everyone's like, oh, KK is slowing down. He's having lapses. He's not scoring. He's in a drought. And they're like, that's because he's playing more defense because the, because the defense are pinching. So now he has to go back and play defense. That's why he's not scoring as many points that he Same wins. with Tara Vinen. Tara Vinen goes, sings back and plays more defense than most of our same, like he is. Same for Seth again, Jarvis. Seventh same for defenseman. Seth, yeah, same for Seth Jarvis. Same thing. Like all of our forwards had to slow down because well, they, they've had to do extra. Well, well, some yes, but and there's and one player we haven't mentioned who's been. I think that has been playing his absolute tail off outside of you know KK and you know, the, the the guys we haven't mentioned. How about Steph Nason? I have not seen him take a shift. Steph Nason, Jack Jury, 
Like those, those are guys that are on your fourth line that like they're like, all right, maybe we're gonna get a little less ice time, but they're gonna make the most of whatever time they're on the ice, and they have been some of our most consistent players. Well, well okay, nitty gritty guys. Speak, yeah, speaking right. of that, Steph Nason at five on five, which this is from Kane Statbrand, who like who we we mentioned him a million times on this show. If you're not following at this point, I don't know what you're doing. This guy is absolutely amazing. Stats on stats on stats. That's why our stats segment is always great. Is because he brings it and we want to share it because he just does such a great it's job. In the name. Yes. I mean, literally. Um, this is Stephanie said at five on five. He leads the team in on ice goals four with 21, despite being ranked 10th in ice time per game. Um, he's also second in the NHL for goals for per 60 in 4.89. 12th in the NHL in points per 60, which is 3.01. 11th in the NHL in on-ice goals percentage at 70%. He's actually also tied for 8th in on-ice goal differential with plus 12. You know what I also love about Steph Mason is that he – I appreciate this in him and compared to other players – is that he will not take crap on the ice, but he no. also doesn't start anything unnecessarily. If the if the person is coming at him or coming at his player, he'll step up and give them like a little bit of business. Like, mm-mm. but he doesn't take unnecessary penalties. No, he really think, doesn't. Like he like that's a player that has grit and is going to be like, no, I'm not going to take this. But he also compare look at his time in the penalty box. He's not there often, but he is letting them know like, hey, I'm here. And we're not going to put up with whatever shenanigan this is. Let me see. Where is he at in PIMS this year? He is actually do, – do, 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 do. Steph Nason is actually 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. He's tied for 10th-ish. He's got 12 penalty minutes this year. He's tied with Tony D'Angelo and Jack Drury at 12. Now, to no surprise to anyone, Michael Bunting and Brandon Lemieux lead the team with 33 penalty minutes. Which is just funny because Lemieux hasn't played as many games as everybody else. He has played 11 games and Bunting's played 27. And they're, but and something, they're kind of going back to this, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. just going back to, you know, those few players who, um, you know, like you said, you know, KK, Nason, even Jack, like there are people who are not showing up necessarily on the score sheet that mm-hmm. are still, mm-hmm. you can tell that are trying. They're winning board battles. They, you know, are bringing the puck in the zone. Like Face something off. that I like Jordan. to remind yeah. Correct. Like something that I have to sometimes remind myself of like, okay, like, you know, well, really Aho, he scored recently, you know, in the past few games, but you know, like there are times when people and even turbo, you know, Oh, he was so hot at the beginning of the season. And now like, he's not scoring as many or, you know, whatever, like just because they're not showing up with goals with assists, like, doesn't mean that they're not like working and trying. Because and, and, and Rod Brennamore said that a million times about Jordan Stall. Everyone talks about Jordan Stall, and he's like, he's like, I don't want. It's like as long as he's doing his job, that's all I ask of him. Just do your right. job. So if like, Jordan you know, succeeding at, if Jordan is succeeding at his job, he's allowing other like 
his job of winning the faceoffs. He's allowing us an opportunity to control the puck, have possession, and get a shot off with one of our other players. Like that is his job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and right. Jules, I mean, you, but you were but you were saying like it's not all about being on the score sheet and stuff like that. So, so I we didn't mean to cut you off, but like, what were you saying about just all of that? No, I was, no, that's kind of what my point was of like you know there somebody's got to win the face off, mm-hmm. somebody has got to win the board battle, somebody has as Trip likes to say, dig in. People have to dig into the corners, like you know, a goal just isn't scored. I mean, there are on occasion sometimes where you literally, you know, your goalie makes a save and they take it down to, to the opposite end of the ice and then just score. But yeah. most of the time, you know, somebody's got, like I said, somebody's got to win the faceoff. Somebody's got to bring it into the zone. Like, just because they're not one of the last three to touch the puck before it goes in the net, like, mm-hmm. they're still working. Oh, 100%. I maintain, I maintain that I think I have noticed this season – that on games where we are winning less percent, less faceoffs, and maybe that I think it's when Jordan Stahl gets kicked out of the faceoff dot more often than not. In those games when he keeps getting kicked out, I think we win less faceoffs, and then we're in trouble. That's what I've noticed. I would have to have to actually do some research <laughs> to see if my what I'm seeing is correct. Can't, but I think it is brand. because <laughs> because I just always have like whoever's sitting with me, like they'll be like, why are they kicking him out of the dot again? And then I look up and I see our face off percentage is lower. So I'm yeah. like, right. I mean, it's a possibility. You know, we might have to get Kane Stabron on the horn and be like, hey, we need we need some research here. Can you uh, you know do do your magic for us? But going back when to Jack I think not. Yeah, cool. <laughs> hmm, I wonder. But going back to Jack Drew real quick, we were just mentioning him. Uh Okay, and stat Brian, once again, this was actually during the game, so I don't know if he got more points. I don't think he did, but Jack Drury in between through the last 10 and one third games, he's had seven points. Jack Drury's been a, in the last month, I think he's been on an absolute tear. Because like he went like he had no goals, scores one week, then the following week he scores two goals in the same week, and now he's got seven points in the last ten. Well, let's say eleven games now because the game is officially over. I mean, this is seven a man points that in said, the last eleven. Insane. This is the man that said in the la- in the off season he said he was very open to going someplace else, and mm-hmm. and understandable because he's not gonna he probably will get more playing time somewhere else. That's understandable, but now he's still with us and he's doing. Honestly, he's marketing himself super well because yeah. in his limited role, he's doing a great job. Well, whether that's marketing himself like to the Canes of like, hey, this is what I'm doing, like play me more, or if he is marketing to other for others of like, hey, I'm on the fourth line and this is what I'm doing, like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting to see how that plays out. But you love to see it for him, and I think we. We talk about the forwards and stuff. We have to still mention guys who are still doing their jobs, especially on defense. Jacob Slavin is just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just a given at this point. It goes without saying. Jalen Shaffield, man, has been absolutely nonstop since he since he took over that act that on the third pair role because he's been in every game since he took over and he's just not like he was out. when he first got like last season when he got there and he took over that role. Like, it, I don't know why we keep doubting him being there. Like he has to be there to I don't, he succeeds. He does I don't know. so well. I was going to say, this might be a hot take, but over the past month or games that he's consistently played, in my opinion, he has probably been one of our most consistent defenders. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't even say it's a hot take. I think I think it's pretty much on par. For I think if you ask anyone, they would probably agree with you because Slavin's had a couple. You know, he's he's Slavin's amazing. We all know that. Maybe there's one or two games where yeah, him and Burns didn't really have a great game and stuff like that. But yeah. I would say yeah, Jalen has been the most solid. We do have to keep player. in mind too, though, if of our guys, he probably he's most consistent, but he also is get he gets a little with that last pairing he gets a little less ice time so he's yeah. a little fresher than those guys and he's he hasn't been playing as much this season so i think he's also i, don't know. Me, I think a little me. wear and tear on our fourth guys but i i mean i would slide him up any of those lines easily well also too i feel like he's got the small aspect of like he doesn't need to prove himself but he also needs to prove himself of like you know if he consistently plays well then in theory he should be the one to stay in over some that's, other people that's, you might have. Yeah, he, so he's he, he's got like, a lot more to prove in that sense of like, I, I, like, I want to stay here. So like, I also feel like, not that he's like trying too hard to stay in, but like you can tell His, that he's working hard and that he's like, hey, I'm proving myself. Like, please keep me in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, J, yeah Jalen's been absolutely amazing. And Jules, I think, I don't think your take's even hot. I would say it's like, that's a, it's mild. It's, you know, it gets a little it's spice. Mild. It's it's mild. I just it's like to preface, preface that because I feel like there's at least somebody on this planet that is like, oh my god, no, that's not right. So I feel like all of my takes, I like to label that they're like at least a little warm, so that way it is like a little bit. Warm. <laughs> it, it, like, it's, it's 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 got it's got like that classic hot sauce taste to it. It's not like a sriracha or like you know, it's like a like triple atomic or whatever it is. It's, it's got yeah. that classic. You get the little dab of the Cholula sauce on your eggs, and you're like, it's okay, the this little is like spice, yellow orangeish packet from Taco Bell, like a little hot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nothing too crazy. Like, it gives, it's it gives, warm, it but it's you know, it's it could lead to like uh, like burning. All right. Moving moving uh, on to getting burned, we have to move on to the Calgary game, which is unfortunate because Kyle, ugh, even though he said he wanted them to lose, he was a liar. He really wanted them to win. So that well, because he wanted to burn. He wanted to hold. Yeah, he he wanted. Yeah, he wanted to hold it over us and. And everyone, I think the thing that was most interesting about that game was everyone was like, oh, this game was a lot worse than the, the Edmonton game because blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, that Calgary game was pretty bad, but I wouldn't say it was probably the worst game. It was a, it was a different type of worse because the Oilers wedding, game, the Oilers the game, they just were never there. They were never yeah. there. They were never in sync. They were never playing. Calgary, they showed up, they got their effort, they got rewarded for their efforts, and then they like, literally put their the car in autopilot and drove into a ravine. Like, uh, it, why do, this is not the team that I took pride in that when we would be down a goal or a couple of goals, I'd be like, that's fine. We can come back. We can force overtime. We've got this. We're great at coming back. We can dig in, get that last minute push. Not against Edmonton. Like, not against Edmonton at we, all. Yeah. Well, no, that, that they haven't been that team in a while. But last yeah. season they were that team. So the here, I'm like, what happened to that team? Why are we suddenly the game that we get a lead? You can't keep it. Like, it was a different kind of disappointment because you're like, this is a game you have to come back. This is a game you need to come back and make a statement. And you made a statement of you don't seem to care that much anymore. Like, what's well, happening? I feel like <laughs> games, especially like that, are a little bit more. I mean, at least for me as a fan, like to me, games like the Calgary game hurt more than getting blown out like Edmonton because they they came out, they had that lead, and 
like Kat said, you know, you kind of just put it on autopilot after you go up two goals and then you just coast. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a hole that this team recently can't dig themselves out of. Yeah, it, and yeah it, it's pretty bad too. Yeah, because you give up a goal, then you give up a shorty, and then you give up another goal, and you're just, and it's like, yeah, also, it's like you you could you, they couldn't buy like honestly after the first two goals, Dustin Wolf put it like we have to give credit to Dustin Wolf. He played a great game. He, he showed that like what he was doing with the Wranglers was legit. He is good, he, and it's just yeah, it was a very bad like yeah. We're not the Maple Leafs. You can't just go up and then just blow leads. Like you can't just. It would have. It would have hurt, and I said this before, the thing about the Calgary game is that type of game, if it wasn't following the Edmonton game, if it wasn't following other losses in the season, that would have just been every day, like, oh, that sucks, that game got out of hand, we lost it, all right, move on to the next one. But because it was a comeback game from the Oilers, that type of loss hurt so much worse than it should have. Like, it was like, this would have been fine any other night, but you have to come back after getting stomped on. Like, you were literally – unconscious in Edmonton you have to come back and be like I'm alive I'm ready to fight and you did and then you dropped the, and then you literally lowered your hands and got sucker punched like what is what is that I, I would say even I would say even back that like even past the Edmonton game you look back towards the Jets game where you're losing to the Jets two nothing you you do make it a 2-1 game but the problem was that you're letting Logan Bersois who was like the one of the 15 million goalies that Emmett, that Vegas used last season. He's barely even getting played and you make him look like a Vesna candidate goalie and you just get goalied for 60 minutes. And you're just like, how are we losing to the jets to speaking a of backup goalies, goalie? Speaking of goalies, I, sorry, before we moved on from the Edmonton game, I should have said this. Um, when Ronta came into that game, Ronta played exceedingly well. Like I know he gave up a goal or two, which is going to happen when the team in front of you is so discombobulated. But Ronta played a heck of a game. Oh, he did. For what he was given. Like, the score doesn't reflect it, but he he played a heck of a game. And it was very impressive. I feel bad for Piotr. I feel bad for for Piotr that game. That was like, oh, that was brutal. Going back to that real quick, who wound up with the loss? It would have been Piotr, I believe, because he had more goals. Well, let me double. I think it is, but let me double wouldn't he have gotten it because he was in goal when the game-winning goal was scored? Yeah, because he because he yeah because he gave up four goals in the first and the our only goal was in the third. Yeah, that it was Piotr. He had, yeah because by then it was like he was already out. He was already out by that time when we scored our one goal. Man, I mean, so, I just hate that for him because like I felt. I mean, there's been so many games honestly since then, but like I feel like the loss should have been counted to the team and not Piotr. Can we have yeah. a team versus a goalie record? Because the loss needs to be going on the team, not the goalie. And because I know I saw I saw other people I saw other people say this, but they were like, you can't look at that game and think that the problem is with our goalies. Yes, yes, there have been some times where I'm like, when the team falls apart a little bit, you have to have a goalie that'll step up and do crazy stuff to keep you in the game. It's it's necessary. But that game, not not it. That game, not it. I wouldn't say that. That's not a game I could say you could blame on a goalie. I don't think that's a game. That was a whole. That was all. That was a whole team thing. Well, that's not talk- a game you can blame on anyone. I I said this in our lives in our live stream, but like that was example. Like someone 
people saying like, well, this is a great example. When Pesci wants more money, they show this game footage and say, you're not worth that signing for that much money. No, no. You could show anyone on the team that they're not worth what they are getting by looking at the Edmonton game. Like that's well, not a. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, and we even talked about with Kyle when, before we recorded before that. Edmonton Cal. Game. Um, <laughs> Cal. Um, we talked Start about it, Kyle. Come on, well, Kyle. Well, because we referenced it because um, going back to Storm Stiller, they were talking about how, like, with Piotr in the New York Islander game, like, okay, well, well, he was cold most of the game because he only saw 16 shots, and it's like you would love to see him get peppered a little bit more, but it's like, yeah, but you but you can't let the other team score five goals on 16 shots, like. I don't know. There, there are some games where you're like it kind of is on the goalie. Okay, then this it is on the it is on the rest of the team. It could be both. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like there's some games where there's probably a certain position that should have played better. I mean, so, as a former soccer goalie, I have said this phrase before. It has to pass everybody else who was on that ice or on that field before it oh, gets yeah. to as the goalie. Oh yeah. You know, so honestly, again, yes, some saves the goalie can and should make. Okay. But again, it does have to get through the rest of you before it gets to me. No, I I totally I totally agree with that. Yeah, because the goalie is only as good as the team that's in front of him. Thank you, Bailey Curtis, for that amazing quote. And it's true because I played goalie when I played soccer as well in defense. We've all played goalie. Bailey's it it, we, we all get it. Yeah, it's the, the team in front of you has to take care of do their job too. Yes. But I believe it's been a tandem of the team expecting the goalies to clean up their mess when they fall apart because they did a lot last season. They did like, yeah, they did. Ready did like it was. So maybe that's an expect that's assuming something of your goalies. But there is also times I have seen from our goalies where they assume something of their players, such as Jacob Slavin or so and so they assume they've got it and then they're not ready. So maybe it's a, we've been so good in tandem here that I trust you. And the moment that you mess this up a little bit, they need like, I need to be ready, but instead I assumed you had it. So it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I can, I can, season, I can, which is weird. I can, I can agree with that. No, I can agree with that. I think you might be on it someday. It could be a, we're just out of sync on our, being ready for each other in case something might happen. So yeah, it's communication. Guys are out of sync. You know what, you know what they say about assuming I'm not going to repeat it, but everyone knows that saying, (laughs) but it's just one of those things where you could, it it could be the thing is just communication is kind of off and everyone's assuming the wrong thing and they're not focused a hundred percent and getting ready for it. So I don't know. So, so those were two, those were two games that we should have won. 100%. Those are two games you should have won. Um, and then you move on to the game where you're honestly kind of expected a tougher game and you're a little bit might thinking, oh, okay, we're going to lose. We might lose this game. That might've been a game we we're going to drop, but it became one of the games where you're like, well, now we need to win. And that's. Well, we're talking about, we're, yeah, we're talking about, yeah, we're now on moving on to Vancouver. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. right. So there was a milestone that we got to talk about going into that Vancouver game, but there's one thing we do need to talk about real quick. Cause it was on the same day. Um, it was just a little bit forward in time because it was in Russia. So uh, last weekend uh, before the Canucks game, the KHL had their all-star game. And the only reason why we care about the all-star game 
is because they were actually having their skills competition uh, as well. And uh, we've mentioned him a few times on this podcast. We're really excited for him to come over here to North America in 2025. Alexander Nikishin participated in the hardest shot competition. And, oh, my goodness, this shot that he had. So I'll give it to you in kilometers first just because of how insane it is, just by kilometers per hour, and then we'll go to the miles per hour number. His shot was the hardest in that in the hardest shot competition, 168.28 kilometers per hour. If you convert that to miles per hour, 104.56 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Alexander Keishan has a pretty huge shot. Like, and the fact that he stats wise is absolutely insane right now. Like his his, de- his defense is good, his hitting is great, scoring, like how like how can you not be more excited for this guy? You know, you know teams were asking for him when they wanted us when they thought we really oh. wanted one of their key players. You know they were asking he, for him. No, the, the hurricane the, you, you don't you don't trade you don't trade a prospect like this. I'm sorry, you just don't. People are going to be asking about him for years. I feel like. And and if I'm Don Waddell, if I if I if, <laughs> if, Dar- if I who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hot take, hot take. I would I would hot not even. Take. No, this actually might be a little. This might be spicy. This is the spicy Taco Bell sauce. The the sauce that makes you hurt later. <laughs> fire sauce yes or or diablo or whichever the hottest one is now i can't keep up with their hot sauces uh i would i would not even trade the keisha for bedard i wouldn't i'm sorry defensemen like this do not grow on trees i'm sorry i wouldn't i would not because he's a defenseman it's just so much more valuable that's what I'm saying. I would not even trade Nikishan for Bedard. And people can, and you can add me all you want on Twitter going, oh, Zach with this take. How would you not want Bedard? Because Nikishan, he, he's a unicorn. I'm sorry. He's a guy you don't want to get rid of. I'd rather, I'd rather have him. He is a complete package defenseman. Why would you Why would you give that up? I'm sorry. You just don't. I, I don't feel like there's an abundance of those either. No, you normally you normally find them in forwards. You normally don't find them in defensemen. Exactly, like he's almost like he's almost offensively. Uh, he has the potential. Why he being, chose to be a defenseman? <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> I don't. Know. You can be a big boy at forward if you want. Yeah, no, you could. For me, it's like if you look at the comparison, I would say he's like a mix of a Nicholas Lundstrom, who's just solid at defense. And with an offensive firepower of like a Paul Coffey mixed together. Like, that's how good this guy is. He's like a mix of Paul Coffey and Nick Lindstrom. And that is scary. So, like, when did we get to have him? 2025. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, his contract's up, but he still might not come over. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Hey, hey, Alex, you want to come over to North America and play in the NHL? Oh, by the way, we also have Peter Kachekov in our goal, and we have Andre Svechnikov. Sign me yeah. up. Imagine those. Imagine we have an elite Russian forward, an elite Russian defenseman, and an elite Russian goaltender on the Hurricanes. Instead of collecting yeah. Finns and Swedes, we're going to start collecting Russians. No, Russian we don't need to collect them. We just need one each position and then fill the rest with Finns. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with that. 
And then, we then spat, we, we, we spatter we, in a few Americans here and there. And <laughs> some, and, yeah, sprinkle yeah, sprinkle some Americans and Canadians will be all right. We might we might throw a Sweden there, you know, no big deal. I mean, heck, if we if we're if we're able to get you know some uh some fins from from Dallas, I wouldn't be upset. Bring some, bring some stars over. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, just give Jules more fins to I watch. Mean, okay, oh, no. Dallas is my second favorite team, okay? And if we could just pull the few select little little baby Dallas stars that I love and put them on the canes, I'm fine. <laughs> so, anyway, select um, the next game. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, Jordan Stahl did play in his 1200th game against the Canucks. So, big shout out to the captain. Uh, that's 1,200. He will join Phil Kessel as the second player from the 2006 draft to hit that milestone. And he, he will also become the 10th active player to reach 1,200 games, joining Brent Burns as the second Hurricanes player on the list. So congrats to Jordo for being a 10th active, second on the Hurricanes, and second in the 2006 draft class to hit 1,200 games in his career. So that's amazing. Uh, that's huge. Uh, congratulations, Sword and Stall. But can we please stop celebrating his milestones? Because every single time we sub- celebrate a milestone of Jordan Stalls, we lose or have a horrible game. Yeah, I feel like we're almost kind of cursed in the fact that it's like, hey, like massive milestone and then something happens. Uh, the Canuck we game. Did, I mean, we, we did, did get to see a Jordan Martinet goal, which is great. Which was a Near huge the Marty party. Was that was that the t- was that the tying goal to make it three three or no, that was oh, our yeah. first goal? He scored the That's first right. one. Which at that point we were down. Did Nason come back three three. Yeah, it's like Steph Nason, man. Well, what were we talking about earlier? This guy. What a guy. Uh, we, our power play? Our power play got a goal that game. They our, did. Our, I, honestly, our power play has gotten a lot better over the last couple of games. I mean, we didn't win outside of last night, but oh, you <laughs> but. mean you mean those few minutes of power play doesn't mean like you have to actually the five v five is actually really important. So my why you think oh we need a little bit of power play juice to win this game maybe, but five v five is really really dang important. I would I would say the Hurricanes are the Hurricanes are a really good five on five team because if you look at so I so I was listening to Thirty Two Thoughts the other, I think it was yesterday they were talking about or was it SDPN one of the two they were talking about the Penguins power play the fact that the Penguins are good everywhere else besides their power play I think last time I heard they were zero for thirty seven. Ooh. They they are at I think as of yesterday or Monday. Yeah, if you ever talk crap about our power play, it could be worse. It could nine percent. Sydney Crosby is on that power play <laughs> with Kenny with Malkin. It's on that power play. Jake Gensel. We have Stephen Mason if we do better. <laughs> uh, okay, the power play has Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Latang, and Carlson. Zero so what I'm hearing is we're not going to get a power play coach from the Penguins anytime soon. <laughs> 
No, it's no, not at all for the fact that because if you look, because everywhere else, because I think it was a Steve, it was a Steve Dingle podcast. They were talking about it. They were like third in goals for like as an overall team, they were 25th in scoring. But the problem is because they were the reason why they're 25th in scoring is their power play is third to last in the league. They are abysmally bad on the power play. Everywhere else, they're fine. So if you look at the Hurricanes, yeah, the Hurricanes, we're we're in the twenties, we're in the twenty percent range. So yeah, it could be a lot worse. We could be the Penguins right now, where you take your entire team scoring down to twenty fifth in the league, even though they're top five everywhere else. So I mean, it could be a lot worse. So let's have some perspective on our power play because, like you said, Cat five on five is pretty dang important, especially when you get maybe one power play a game. Like, what's one power play going to do? Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. The, uh, the Canucks game. Yeah, it was. The fact that they, at least they showed some fight in this game. They came back. They made it a game. I but think that's that was, a t- again, that's a game. That's a game where you're like, okay, maybe we aren't expected to win this. It just, it just was more of a beat down after the previous two games. So. I wouldn't even say it's a beatdown. I think for the factor for the Canucks game, you you saw some you saw some fight finally. You saw them claw back. Yeah, they were down early, but they came back and tied it. What I <sighs> that, thought was that, interesting. That, 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 that what I thought goal, was interesting though. is after that game, before the Senators game, which we're gonna talk about shortly, they had a players only meeting. They had a players only meeting. Yeah. To be like, get your butts in line. That was the, that was that was Brenda Moore, and I don't even I don't even know if this was his idea. I'm actually hoping it was our captain's idea. That no, they were the players like, only is usually them. It's yeah, usually the players. We're going to step in and talk to this because our coach has now done his job. You're not listening to him. You're listening to me, who's busting my butt on the ice beside you. And here's the thing, because you talked to like Sebastian Aho even said after he goes, "Yeah, that wasn't our first meeting. That's the first one you heard of. So we've had multiple player only meetings." I think that one of the reasons that we actually heard about it this time was because they were in Canada and like the Canadian. Oh media. yeah. Like, you know, Freeman, just... Elliot Freeman tweeted it. Once he, if he tweets it out, it's you're done. That's it. It's, it's going to be known. Everyone but something Elliot that's Freeman. Like so interesting to me is like, I can, I mean, I kind of want to know whose idea it was. Um, I mean, Again, like Kat said, I kind of hope it was the captains or at least, you know, somebody on leadership to, like, be the one to call it. But you could just tell after, especially those last few games, like, those interviews that the players were given. Like, I can't remember what game it was, but Nason, he looked like he was ready to throw somebody through a wall. Uh, I think it was the Flames game. Or was it Edmonton? Again, I can't remember which one. It was, was one of the two, yeah. Like, he, he, yeah, he looked like he was gonna. He wanted to sucker punch somebody. Yeah, which is honestly great for like you know. I feel like that's great because that is a fourth liner who is. I I don't want to say he's one of the older guys, but he is older than he's a, he's a vet he, of our team. He, he, yeah, he he's been around. He's been here for a bit. So yeah, he, he, he doesn't have he, a letter, but like just by that interview, I was like. Like, should he have a letter? Because, like, he was just, like I said, you know, and again, that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier of, like, just the emotion of the guys who are putting in 
all of that effort and, you know, like really showing on the ice that Mm -hmm. they're still there, they're still working. um, And just how frustrating it is when the others aren't putting in that commitment or aren't showing up, you know? So I feel like that was from a fan standpoint, that was really cool to see. Like, yeah, I know that they've been losing and I know it sucks, but like just that you see that emotion in the interviews by somebody who's on a fourth line. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, yeah, you would love to at least taken two wins out of that Western Canadian road trip. Honestly, okay. Let's say you give that jet, you know, let's say the jets game, you lose that one, but you come back and you do, you take care of business against Calgary, which you should have Edmonton. You really should have. That was just no excuse for that game. Look, let's let's say you lose Edmonton, but you beat the Jets, you beat the Flames. That's okay. You're two and one. Either you go and beat Vancouver, you make it three and one, or you force overtime and it's like two one and one, or two and two at the worst. If you went five hundred on that Western Canadian part of the trip, we have an entirely different conversation because at least you scored points. Going over four, that was not great. It was tough. It is what it is at this point now. I and I and I said and I've been saying this. I'd rather if we're gonna go through adversity, do it now in December, than do it in March and April when you're trying to fight for a playoff spot. If you if you and 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 Tripp said this too. Luckily, this was against Western Conference teams. You're not, you're not losing ground when yeah, you lose the Western you're Conference. You're not really losing ground, but also something that's very interesting, which it's funny you mentioned that, is I saw earlier today um, Sarah Siv is the one who tweeted it out. Um, but just looking specifically at the Metro and how much that loser point in overtime counts. Because no. um, – she was she made a kind of like a string of tweets or x's or whatever you want to call it now about it but um the islanders are 13 7 and 7 yep we have barely had any overtime games as well as the devils yeah we have one loser point in overtime right and so we have 14 wins um i i think um without looking at We're at 15 now. Okay. So, you know, we have 15. I think the Devils are at 14 or 15 wins. We have more regulation wins than the Mm -hmm. Islanders, but they are ahead of both us and the Devils in the standings just solely based off those seven loser points. Yeah. So, like, like, that's what's also frustrating is, like, we didn't get any in Western Canada. Like, it would have been, I don't want to say nicer because we still lost, but, like, it would have been nice to get at least one or two points out of any of those games, whether that came from a win or whether that was just pushing everything to overtime to at least get that one point. Yeah, going going zero out of eight is definitely not a good thing. And the bad part, too, is, and they showed this graphic during the Senators game, which we'll get to in a second after we do our ad reads, I think it was Tara Vinen, Jarvis, Aho, and there was one other player, and I'm 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 trying to picture the graphic, but I couldn't. I don't remember who the fourth player was, but those four guys in Western Canada all combined for zero points. Was it Nietzsche? 
It might have been. I can't remember. I can't remember the graphic, but they had like all four guys, and they were talking like Western Canada, how they all combined for zero points. That that's not great. Your yeah. your guy your guys who are leading your team in points all scoring zero on that on that Western Canada part of the road trip. It doesn't Again, help. kind of going back to the goalies. No matter how many shots the goalies stop, you have to be producing on the other end. So yeah. you know we could sit there and have the greatest goalie in the world and he have a shutout every single game. If we're not scoring, we're not winning. Yeah. You're not wrong. And it's just one of those things where it's, 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 it, you can't put sole blame on the goalie, but it's definitely a whole team thing. You got to take a look at. Right. But. Well, something that's also, I feel like um, that's like, adding to this whole you know the team to me I feel like something with the team chemistry is off I feel like something adding to that is just the news of Freddie and the Mm. uncertainty of like you know is he gonna get better and come back to play is he never gonna play like you know having your in quotes starting goaltender go down and you don't know what the future is with him you're then having to rely on in quotes, your backup, as well as another one, that being Ranta and uh, Kachetkov. I just, I feel like the team relied so much on Freddie making saves and doing that. Again, kind of what you said with assuming, they assume that the goalie is going to be back there stopping stuff that well, they the don't end, really the end of last season though everybody said we can't wait to get freddie back what if freddie was in how would we have done if freddie was there and we get freddie back and it's going great and then we lose him again and everyone's like well i mean we went as far as we could last year without him what's gonna be this year so i, I mean, that I mean, fr- I mean freddie, freddie went off in the playoffs freddie went off in the playoffs he had a sub 1.5 goals against I mean, I was in Colorado, what was it, two seasons ago when he went down and we didn't have him for playoffs at all. Two like, seasons ago, yep. I just I just feel like so much weight is put into the goalies and who is defending that net that, like, I don't know if it's the players just don't have confidence in or I mean, obviously they don't have as much confidence in Ranta and Kochetkov than they do with Anderson, but I feel like – they need to get there because that's what we have right now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's just been, our defense has been a little suspect this season, which is odd for us. And then put that on top of your putting board trust and two goaltenders that when you thought you were going to have another one in there, it's, it's just been kind of a whirlwind for the boys. And I don't know that on top, on top of, so like that might be plaguing the main guys because they're like we feel like this is our shot and then we're having these weird struggles that we haven't had before and that yeah. on top of whoever is causing issues in the locker room like it's just it's, it's snowballed it's, a, it's snowballed it's literally the perfect storm like it's not one thing like some I know there are some teams who are like man we're really in the worst of it we just have player after player going out on injury and I'm like well that's like at least you know what that is and you can put a timetable and all this stuff this stuff is like morale and like getting hit in different points of your game whether it be like who's going to be playing in this position well now we're down a goaltender oh look one of our key players is finally coming back from injury and now he's out again so it's it's 
and that, maybe that's great because you're seeing guys step up like Mason and Drury, and you're seeing them being like, we're gonna, we're just gonna keep playing. Like we're gonna play the hockey we know. We're gonna keep going. Quickie is like that Martin Oakstall. I'm glad the guys are finally stepping up to and doing these player meetings because they're they're like, okay, the one thing they can figure out is who's not pulling their weight because that's not Carolina hockey. No, like we never had. Again, we don't have locker room issues. This Players is want to come here because of how we are in the locker room. Yeah, this is, is definitely this is definitely a first for a Rod Brendamore era team. That's for well, sure. Well, I was going to say also kind of what you said, Cat, is you know players are actually wanting to come here now. I remember ten years ago as a fan, no one wanted to be here, not even the fans. So <laughs> the fact that they have turned over that leaf and created an atmosphere with the fans in the locker room with the coach that like people are waving their no trade contracts to come here. Like that is huge. Burns. But also too, like, you know, if I could describe like this first little part of the season in a term, I would say just not consistent. And I don't know, like, I don't want to say anyone not never compromised, but compromised. We've started correct, the season like, compromised. Correct. <laughs> but like I feel like they just also, in regards to whatever issues they're having off the ice, on the ice, they can't get a rhythm and actually be a consistent team because things are changing so much. Like you said, you know, we finally get Svetch back. He gets taken out. So that takes out somebody. You're all like, you know, we go from rolling. 12 forwards to run in 11 and seven. Like you can't to meet <laughs> almost only- 10, almost 10. We'll get to almost that. We almost 10. went down to 10. Almost like, 10. I just feel like you can't consistently create chemistry and build that with the lines constantly changing. And, you know, you can't help injuries or things like that. But again, well, I mean, we, but that's what we said. But that's what we said multiple times with the defensive pairs. Is for a while that was struggling because they were not being consistently with the same partner. Now right. they are. The defense has been picked up. Their stats are better. So yeah. your point is a hundred percent. And to to note this, we all have our. We have no proof as fans. We just have who we think, as we see evident on ice performance and different things like that. Who we think might not be buying in. We don't know. I also want to say, I want to clarify for anybody that is going to come out of the gate with this. It's not the guys also that I don't agree with. I don't like their style of play. I, I don't think they're actually, I don't think they're a problem except when they're on the ice. Cause I don't like how they play hockey. I don't uh, think they're actually like a morale problem. Um, uh, honestly, we saw Lemuse, we saw Lemuse comment. He said he loves to be here with Brenda Moore and whatever chance he's like, I, they asked him about his like inconsistent playing time on the ice and all of that. But he is actually like, I want to be here to be able to play for this coach, to get these opportunities. Like his, what his response was actually very optimistic and very motivational for a guy that sits out most of these games. I was going to say. And then also, uh, sits, also sits out during the game with the 10 minutes in Scottos. <laughs> honestly, though, what's so funny to me is I actually loved that quote from him because I'm like, you barely play, but like again, people are coming here because they want to be a part of the atmosphere, they want to be, you know, coached by Brenda Moore and this staff. So it's just funny that, like, again, 
he is barely getting any playing time right now. And he does not care. He is like, I just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. I don't really care yeah. what I play, yeah. how long I play. Look at Chatfield. Chatfield. Chatfield also, I'm sorry. I feel like for him, I would have been a little, like as the competitor to me, I would have been a little annoyed because I would have been like, look at what I can contribute to the game. And I am being benched when I think I should definitely be out there a whole lot more. And he come in every time they talk to him, he's like, yeah, I'm so excited to get to show them what I can do. I want to get back on the ice. I'm ready to participate. Ready, Like just nonstop, like, yes, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. And so if you see that from those guys, that's where I think the fan base that was getting a little concerned because when you're saying guys aren't buying in, you're like, well, you have a lot of people that have been here for a while. They Were they bought in before? Are they not bought in? Like what changed their mind? Or you're like, is it some of the other new guys? Like you just don't know. And so you're like, if it's for guys that had legitimate reasons to maybe be a little huffy about how it's going and they are okay with it, then I'm like, who, who else is complaining? Like, what do you have to complain about? You're under Rod freaking Brindamore on a team that is so fun. What are you complaining about? Yeah, like, what, like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we no, doing that's, here? That's, that's, a, that's such a good point of like, you know, and as a fan, it's frustrating to, you know, hear those comments and hear – you know, people who are not getting the playing time that like the top guys are, and you wouldn't consider some of these guys top guys of like, okay, if these guys are saying this stuff and are just happy to be here and just are excited to play when they get to play, if I am somebody who is a top guy and I hear those guys saying that, I'm going to work my butt off because I know like, the next guy up mentality is there. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, they're happy to be here. So, honestly, I should be too. I mean, you would think, but. And, and not only are you playing under Brindamore in the loudest house in the NHL, but also you're playing for a team that has been consistently going into the playoffs and now is a, is a Stanley Cup favorite. Why would you not want to be here and playing on a team that could potentially be winning it all? Like, you want to be somewhere else? Do you why? Yeah, I mean, so if you want, that's fine. That's fine. If you want to go, go to Coyotes. Go. Hey, they, they hey have, now they, they Coyotes have been, have been doing well. Okay, hey, I know they've they? been doing well, but I'm saying if you want, if you want something different, you can go. Like if you don't want go play for the Sharks, about Carolina. <laughs> go. Go, go I don't, play I, like, I don't know what else you would want. Like unless you want more playing time, or you think you deserve more playing time. Which is fine. Go. My point is, you can go play for the Coyotes, and you might get more playing time. Are you going to see more games this season? Postseason, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, I mean, case uh, in point. Um, you know, if you want more money or want more playing time, sure, go ahead and leave us. Um, you could be unfortunately like Jeff Skinner and be one of the people who have not been to the playoffs in your entire career. Oh, um, Jeff, oh, Jeff Skinner. Oh. I will say, though, before going to the Sins, something that is, like, super frustrating for me, I like, as a fan lately, is watching the Canes play a team one game and then, you know, a few weeks later playing them again and looking like a completely different team, even though it's the same exact team on the ice. Like, for example, I was at the Oilers game at home watched what they did yeah. and like, you know, 
I don't even know if the lineup had changed or whatnot, but like, you know, almost, if not the same exact lineup comes to play two weeks later and they do what they did earlier. Uh, I was at the game in Tampa um, in early November, watched them shut out Tampa with like 200 other Canes fans. And then they come home and lose the way they did. Like that's, that's just what's frustrating is, you know, there's some teams that they haven't seen a lot or frequently yet, but like there's some of these teams where they're playing, you know, within the like two times within two or three weeks of each other. Yeah. And it looking like a completely different team. Like where was that? Where was that that I just saw blow out Edmonton? Where was that team that shut out Tampa Bay? Like, yeah, just because they got Vasilevsky, just because they got Vasilevsky back, should not have changed anything. But it is what it is. Uh, right. So real quick, before we go into ad reads and before we talk about the Senators game, um, Cat did mention it. We haven't said the guy's name, but everyone knows who what injury we're talking about. Andre Svechnikov is unfortunately out. We don't have a timetable because we know the MRI came back. So it was actually Walt. So they know he get, got hurt. Walt Ruff actually figured out when he got hurt. It was from a Logan Stanley cross check to the ribs that we all saw. That it did draw a penalty. You could tell. I mean, we saw him go down. Like every like that was not a way that Svech goes down. He went down and he stayed down. Uh, yeah, because he caught him right in the spot where there is no padding, and yeah, getting cross checked in the ribs is not fun, um, at all. And now we know it could have probably contributed to how he played for the last. How the Western, how the Canadian road trip went, because he played in all those games and it, he was probably not doing so hot from probably a rib injury. So now we know he's hurt. There is no, like I said, there is no timeline. We don't know how long he's gone for. So now it's like, hey, okay, yeah, Nathan top line and Nathan popped off. We're it's fine, it's fine. Oh no, it's I mean, fine. It's, it's fine. well, <laughs> well, okay. Here's my thing now. Now we got to call someone up because now we're down to zero healthy scratches for our forward core. We're tapped on forwards unless we bring someone up. So Facility Panamarev, Jameson Reese, Suzuki, Suzuki, Callahan Burke. Someone's going to have to come and fill out. You know who I wish we had? You know who I wish we had? Give me double Mac. I wish we had double Mac every day. Why? No, no. Do you know who I wish we had? Brock McGinn. <laughs> if we had Brock McGinn, that would fix Brock all of our problems. Brock McGinn wouldn't be out for this from this cross check. Brock McGinn would have gotten up and said, "Do it again. It makes me stronger." Exactly. <laughs> Brock McGinn would have stood there and just been like, "Just hit me. Do it again. Do it again." Oh, he's like, "I hit the crossbar more than that." Hurt me more than that. Come on. <laughs> Hitting Brock McGinn like that would have like added more. Um, to like his power ups. So like every single time you hit him, it just keeps loading him up. And then whenever he gets fully loaded, he scores his one goal of the month. His, his that, power. Could been, that could have been the game time goal in Calgary. Okay. His power is over nine thousand. He's oh too my gosh, strong. He's, too full. He's got to score soon. 
Anyway, uh, on right. to the ad reads. <laughs> yes, we have. So before we go into the Senators game and more stat stuff and the NHL All Star game and all that good stuff, like Kat said, we have to talk about our amazing sponsors because, well, you know, we got you got to get the you got to get paid. Because if we want to buy our storm brews or go get dinner or however we want to do it, eventually we, make merch. You never know. I, hey, you know what? I am very excited for us to finally get to that venture because that'll be a lot of fun to get some search cast merch. Because why not? Um, but we have to talk about our sponsors because we have to. Um, Kat, I think the sponsor we have to talk about first is uh, our network sponsor, and that is DraftKings. Yeah, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Zach, you got some odds on some uh, upcoming games? Well, the one we're, I, the one we kind of have to talk about is the Hurricanes are going to be in Detroit on Thursday. When everyone's listening to this, it will be tonight. So make sure to get your bets in. Play responsibly. Um, so in terms of the money line, the Hurricanes are actually a minus 162, surprisingly, to the Detroit Red Wings plus 136. Um, in terms of the puck line, the Hurricanes are actually set at it's a one and a half, and they are a plus one fifty four, while the Red Wings are a plus one and a half, but they are at a minus one eighty five in terms of the puck line. And then if you look at the over unders, the it's the the Hurricanes are at an over six and a half at a minus one twelve. The Detroit Red Wings are a, under six and a half for a minus one zero eight. Listen, you do you, boo-boos, because I don't I, – I will not bet on Carolina Hurricanes games. I had a friend text me during the Oilers game and said, what's going on? I bet on them to win, and I said – or at least score two goals – or like two or three goals, and I said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> so, bet yeah. to your heart's content. I'm already stressed out enough during <laughs> the games that if I had actual money on it, I think I would have a heart attack. So, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. Awesome. Thank you, Kat, and thank you to DraftKings for being an amazing sponsor. Not just us here at the SearchCast, but as the entire network that is THPN, which, by the way, if you want to check out THPN, HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, you can find us, you can find other Hurricanes podcasts or podcasts for any team in the NHL, even college hockey and women's hockey. Plus, Terry Ryan's got a podcast, too, if you're you're a fan of Shorzy. He did talk about Season 3 of them wrapping up that season, so... Make sure to check that out too. So why not check out the network, hockeypodcastnetwork.com. The other sponsor we got to talk about, and they are OG before episode one sponsor. It is Primo Axe Hockey. Um, if you're looking for indoor hockey equipment or outdoor hockey equipment, Primo X Hockey has you covered. If you go to primoxhockey.com and if you go to, to check out and use the code SearchCast, you'll get your Sebastian Ajo. 20% off discount. And the good thing too is free shipping. Uh, if you order now, you may or may not be able to get yourself before Christmas. I can't guarantee that. But if you do want to be able to pick it up at the store, you can always go to 1401 Diggs Drive uh, there in Raleigh, about 10 minutes from the arena. So if you want to go check out their warehouse, they actually just upgraded their store now. 
So now it's a bigger spot in the same area. So why not check out their in-store? And if you tell them that we sent you, they might give you a discount at the store. If you just say, hey, SurfCast sent me. And there you go. But if you're looking for pucks, outdoor balls, stick protectors, blade protectors, roller, flags. Yeah, flags, koozies, hats, hoodies. They got you covered on everything. They even have a skate sharpener there too. So maybe if you get a fight, you pay five dollars, you get your skate sharpener. Because I mean, I know a lot of teams are doing travel right now. So get your skates taken care of. They even have one of those uh, little skate ovens where you can put your skates in there and get them heated up in the uh, one of those skate ovens. I don't know what it's actually called. That's just why that's what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but check that out too. They even have wax that's literally shaped like a waffle and it's scented. So why not get that stuff as well? They got you covered on everything. Make sure to check them out. Like I said. Use code SearchCast to check out, get 20% off. Just go to primewaxhockey.com. Big thanks to them for being a sponsor of our show for over 100 episodes now. So check them out because you help support them, which helps support us. And, you know, we all got to support each other in, in times like these. So check out check out Primax Hockey. Big thanks to them for being our Shop local. Sponsor. Yes. <laughs> Shop local, support local, and all that good stuff. So, like I Talking said, big thank you to Primax. For some reason, it made me picture. I don't know what a skate oven looks like, but it, honestly, when you were just talking about it, um, an easy bake oven popped into my head, and I just feel like <laughs> you just slide the skates through, and then after the timer is ready, you have this like tool thing that just pushes them out the other end. That will actually would be kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie, that does sound pretty dope. Or it's like the um. Like one of the, like one of those sub like sub places where or the pizza shops where it's like they put them on the conveyor belt and just goes through. Oh yeah, the like a roller oven. Yeah, <laughs> it goes to the other side. You're like, well, how about that? Just exactly like that. That'd be kind of funny. It's just like, shh, here are your skates, nice and toasty. <laughs> um, so the Hurricanes did play the Ottawa Senators in a game we were really hoping to get a dub and oh my goodness was this game oh my god so speaking, much fun we all talk, i've been waiting we all talked about how we all played go- soccer goalie but how much in your heart do you saw that penalty shot and the oh. save from pk that you're mm-hmm. like that's a freaking soccer goalie move i'm coming out and i'm taking you with me <laughs> <laughs> it is because i have yes. done that i have done that <laughs> and, I, 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 and i've had guys who wanted to fight me I mean, it's um, all, listen, you get the you get the puck, fair. you get the ball. It's, it's all, all fair. fair. It's, it all so really, more, you know, that whole play gave me like flashbacks to playing soccer goalie. Um, I, in my 17 years of playing, never once got a card, which is miraculous. It um, is. <laughs> there is one instance, there is one instance where honestly, I know that I should have gotten a card. Um, I pulled a move like that. And instead of going for feet, I went for the heads. So it was a two on one, two girls came running at me and I said, okay, well, um, I have two options stand here and let them school me, or I'm going to come out of the box. So I came running out at them. Stuck my arms out like a T. Clothesline both of them. <laughs> How did you not get a card for that? The refs blow the whistle. The both girls get carried off the field. And the ref literally takes the ball, picks it up off the ground, and hands it to me and goes, You're gonna start the play, you're gonna start the clock back by just punting this. And I said, Okay, bet. Punt. 
Game game continued. I don't how know if we won or lost that game. I do not remember. But how, hand up, how I you should have gotten a card. Oh no, you should have gotten straight red, like automatic. Just <laughs> walk to the like walk off. You should have gotten straight red. Them, but literally coming out of the box, clotheslined him, and so literally that move last night literally gave me flashbacks because I was like, he was going for like the feet and like stopping the puck on the ice level, but. Still, I honestly could have seen him going for he the was, head. He was doing the same. So he pretty much was doing the same as so his other great, I mean, all the stills of PK from that game, but the one where he's like literally on his side, raising his arm and his oh, leg, the, the, kind the, of the almost almost in a little stack. like paint me like one of your the first girls' pose. Um he it was kind of that, except it's him coming out instead of just like laying, like he's stagnant in the goal and then he does that. It's more of him coming out and then doing it. So I, it's all fair. Um, I, I do want us all to recognize that it is also very risky play because 100%. every goalie, especially as a soccer goalie, we're always taught that you have to 100%, you have to make sure you're going to get the ball or the puck, whatever. You have to make sure you're going to get it. If you're going to commit that much. Second of all, I did that coming out. So here we're sharing stories. I came out to get a ball that was coming in. A girl crossed it. Player was coming in to, t- to take the shot on it. I went out. You got to go hands first to protect that face. Um, I put my hands out and I missed the ball. The girl also missed the ball. And she also missed my hands and kicked me straight in the face as I was Ooh. horizontal on the ground. Um, so this also happened to be a time that my dad was recording it because we were at that point thinking maybe I'll play college soccer. And so in the video, you see, I am just on the ground, not moving. Um, they pretty sure I had a concussion that wasn't diagnosed at the time, but I definitely blacked out. They get me over to the bench. Um, thankfully the nose wasn't broken. I don't have a friend of more nose at all. Um, it definitely was swollen. Um, this was about the time. We're dating ourselves here. That was about the time that the first uh, Avatar movie came out with all the blue people. And my friend said that I looked like one of them because my nose flattened and was swollen and blue. So um, super fun to have senior pictures with. Yeah, super fun to have my senior pictures uh, with our class rings with that fun little schnoz. Um, But... Yeah, so I was oh. I was all for him doing that. Also, afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, I'm a little scared that our goalies keep doing these like flying saves. Um, <laughs> I, we, all, we talked about this earlier. I think it's hilarious that this man doesn't speak that much English. He got up, pounded his chest, like I got that, and was skating away. Heard whatever curse word that one of our players has taught him, and that that came out of Brady Kachuk's mouth. And turned and said, "Oh, you want to go?" Like he was ready, and he probably wasn't even—I don't even know—he was speaking English to Brady, but he was ready. Oh no, he—he he, like, he, oh no, he was. Yeah, he was definitely. I mean, heck, he probably just heard yelling. He probably just heard someone yelling, and probably just turned it in in just instinct. He's like, "Wait, someone's yelling at me!" And it's he was like, like "Wait, is Brad Marchand here? Is he here? I'm ready. Where is he? I'm ready." Round two. <laughs> I like how the I like for the fact that it took three referees to get between Brady and Piotr, and it, well, it was like they had all four refs right there at the scene, and like one just pushes Piotr away, and Piotr's like, okay, and the other three refs had to get Brady away from him. I'm like, dude, you don't want that smoke. I'm sorry, the well, Russian, say, the like, Russian, the Russian gas is gonna get you, buddy. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? 
he obviously does not know Piotr's brand, okay? Because obviously he tried to fight him and he should know and everybody should know. You try to fight him, he's going to try to fight you back. I mean, if anyone's watched his other Chicago goalies skate Wolves, away, not Piotr. Uh, yeah, other goalies skate away, he automatically skates towards. I mean, <laughs> if, I mean, if anyone's seen the Chicago Wolves highlights, uh, he has literally fought other teams before, <laughs> uh, Milwaukee Admirals. After scoring a goalie goal, try he tried to get run at twice. He fights both. He fights both times. Uh, he was about ready to throw down with Brad Marchand in the playoffs because he wasn't having that. And and Bray and Bray's like, oh, he didn't play the puck. He was just playing for my feet. Well, first of all, you weren't even looking up, so you didn't even know where he was. That's kind of on you for not having spatial awareness and know that. Oh, hey, the goalie's gonna poke check me because you want to do fancy dangly crap. Also, I'm sorry, Brady. Have you never played against Mark Andre Fleury? Because that man does that is does that man's move. He does it all the time. Like honestly, I was gonna say there have been other goalies who have come out of the crease and do something similar to what Piotr did, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Oh, like that's you know that shouldn't be allowed. That should be." I saw somebody today say that that should have been an automatic goal for Ottawa, and I'm like, "That's not that's not how it counts. That's that's, not, that's not, not how, how it works." This works. Well, it was someone else, too, that said, oh, someone should run at Piotr next time he plays. And I'm like, you're going to run the goalie for doing their job? Like, sure. Okay, I'm sorry that your captain, who should have scored that, is – It wasn't a centers fan. No. It wasn't a centers fan. It was just – it was just a, it was one of those generic hockey well, – I was going to uh, say, he just – he accounts. stared at his feet, okay? He wasn't – when you're awarded a penalty shot, you don't do what Brady did, okay? Which, and by the way, anyone- we'll say this – that wasn't. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't. Sorry, everyone. Speakers. Sorry, everyone. Speakers. Honestly, wasn't a penalty. Not that it is a penalty, but I would have, if I was a ref, I probably would have called a penalty on what he did in the in the shot attempt versus what actually got called in the game. Yeah, like because I, if anything, if anything, he dropped dropped his stick. It wasn't. It wasn't thrown. He dropped it. It didn't fly. It didn't go forward motion. He literally just dropped it. In his crease, like it didn't go anywhere. Uh, it, it's yeah, it, but it's just fine for the fact that now we got all the memes and the fact that the Hurricanes account was like all like multiple photos and videos of it. It created a viral moment. It was fantastic. It Piotr being Piotr, like you don't want the smoke. Like it was it, the Marshan moment all over again, and I love it. Just, and and, and even better, game. So that way, when people look up that meme or like look up what happened in the game, they saw that the Canes won that game. Yeah, well, the funny, if you look at some of the memes, they'll actually have the they actually has the score bug in the photo. No, it wasn't. wasn't. The the fact too, the fact too is the thing. I just the thing I love about it too is just for the fact that it's like Brady Kachuk is so mad at Piotr Kachekov. It's like, dude, if you played against Dominic Hoshik, Hoshik literally flipped a guy on a breakaway, and the Red Wings were up like. They were winning. They were they were shutting out. I think Minnesota was like either four nothing or five nothing. I can't remember the score, but it was Detroit was blowing them out. Dominic Hoshik skates out and literally flips a dude over him. Like Brady, if you're getting mad at Piotr for doing a Mark Andre Fleury poke check on you, Dominic Hoshik would be in your walls, dude. He would be he in just, your soul. He's just mad that he got embarrassed. I mean, he just, he just Marazic, mad. Marazic probably would have done this move too. Like so many goalies did this move. Markstrom would have done it too. Markstrom does it all the time in Calgary last year. He does the exact same. Every goalie would have poked you. Don't, just you're upset because you got schooled, you got clowned, 
accept it, man. Yeah. You got you got made a fool, and now people are gonna laugh at you because you try to go after a goalie, and the goalie was just like, Okay, bring it. I don't care. I, I said this last night. The swagger is back. The Piotr Swagger is officially back because he was feeling himself last night. I'm gonna need the Kings to just jump on that train. Like Piotr has his swag back. The whole team needs to get involved real this, quick. Yeah, and yes, people are like, oh, well, the Senators are 11 and 11 at the time. You know, it's like we beat a top tier team. I don't care who it is. It's the NHL. Everyone can beat everyone. You beat the Senators. You beat them pretty good. And this could be the game where you're like, holy crap, the Canes are back. Exactly. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you can say the Senators are whatever, but they They're not a bad team. Yeah, they're pretty bad, but they're not they're not. They also they're... beat the pants off the Rangers the other night. Like That's it what can I'm be... saying. It's not a team full of slap dicks. I'm sorry. They're not just a bunch of you know whatever. Like I'm so tired. I'm just so tired of this. Sh- I'm now so it's done. Zach's turn. I'm so done. I was waiting for that. We got all the way from an hour and 28 minutes before the first word was said. Well, no. and it was Zach. No, and it was Zach. No less. I am sorry. To, I, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna hear it from someone in my family. I am sorry for dropping the. Uh, I slipped that f out. But they I'm listen. Sorry. They beat. They beat. They beat the Rangers. They've beaten the Maple Leafs like they're not they're not a bad team like they've had some of their struggles but they've also beat some really good teams this season they and have. so like I, they're not I'm a bunch not of grocery a win's a win dude a win's a win yeah they're not a bunch of gro- it's, it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how it's how many and they've won games they're not they're not a terrible team they're not the worst team in the NHL I'm sorry they're not the Ducks they're not the Sharks they're not whoever else you want to put up there so I'm, I don't want to hear, oh, they're 11-11. They were not that great. I don't care. They won. So, anyway, right, we back. just picked up – We just yes, and we picked up the momentum of the next game. We had, were two for two on the power play. Wow. Uh, penalty, um, kill was, penalty kill was four for four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we almost – we were on we were on Seabass Hattie Watch. Jarvis got back into the motions of it, too. That was honestly the – I was going to say, he had two power play goals. Yeah, the fact that, like, I think it was either you, Jules, or someone said it. It was just a synchronization of the fact that it was Jarvis was literally in front of Corpus Salo, and at the same time, they were moving at the same time, just perfect, perfect motion. They look like a metronome. Or they synchronized, they were, yes, yeah, that or they were synchronized swimming. It was just that perfect. Yeah. And for the fa- the fact that Ahu scored that goal, and then not even like not even a couple minutes later, he sees you know they do a modified breakout, and he's like, "Oh, I see what you did there for me. Bet I got you." And, and he gives it to Jarvis on on a great pass, and he gets his goal. So he pins so it back for one. Stand by, especially after last night's game. If Seth Jarvis can screen a goalie. Anybody on oh, yeah. that team can, and that front is presence that I have always said is we need more people to just stand in front of the net to take away the goalie's eyes and for rebounds. But again, I love Seth Short Kings. He is very much smaller than a good bit of our other players, and if he can park himself in front of the goalie and create the screen that he did last night to create to create that goal anybody can yeah i mean yeah seth jarvis he is he is a yarvard 
alumni. He is just the fact that he was bringing out the cutoff, bringing out the cutoff last night, and he said this to Hannah Yates, and this is a trail from Walt Ruff. Seth Jervis laying laying out the difference for the Canes, uh, you know, last night. Our mentality: we were really desperate. We wanted to win. We couldn't keep this losing streak going, so it was nice. It was just nice to get one. I couldn't have said it better myself from Seth Jarvis. He literally went out there and the team got it done. They did it. Yeah. Nature scores on a very, very nice bomb of a power play goal. It's a great setup by Bray Shea, who actually also got set up by Jack Jury. Jack Jury gets it over to Shea. Shea passes it to Nietzsche. Boom. Power play goal. It's one nothing. Sebastian Aho scores. Seth Jarvis scores. Aho does it again to double it up. It's four, it's it's like it's like yeah, the Senators were up, and then the and then the Hurricanes rallied off the next four. Down one nothing, get the next four. It's game over. Peter Kachekov does that amazing moment. Like I said, this could be the yeah. People are like, oh well, they beat Tampa four nothing. That's the game to turn around. It probably wasn't. It is what it is. We look at this I game. Feel, this could I this this like, is the game where it could have actually turned the whole season around because the swagger is back. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is now is the time. You know, you, you started the season. You played well to kind of start the season. You've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit. You it all starts with one. You know, they had the their Western Canadian chaos mess. And then now you come back, you play Ottawa, you win in the fashion that you did. Your goalie stood on top of his head and made some saves that I haven't really seen in a long time. Double you know, pad stacks and poke checking at the feet. <laughs> he does what he does. Now is the time for you to all buy into that and to piggyback off of this one. Yes, especially against tonight. Going to be very interesting to see what happens tomorrow versus Detroit. Uh, going into a weekend where you have a back-to-back, so they go and play Detroit tomorrow night. They come right back home and play Nashville on Friday, um, and then you yeah. turn around and play Washington on Sunday. So they don't have a lot of time right now to think about, and they shouldn't be thinking about what happened in Western Canada. That is over. Y'all are getting ready to come back home. Um, so a big point that was made during the broadcast last night is this was our last longest road trip of the season. They are now not going to have to go away for long periods of time anymore. This was it. They've already done, they've already done their California trip. They've already done their Western Canada trip. And now they're going to be home and they're going to, I think they said for five weeks um, with tying into the all-star game that like, they're going to be home for almost five weeks straight. That is going to be huge. You know they play much better at home. Um, they're going to have the fan confidence of being back home. They're going to have the family aspect. I mean, you got to think about it. These guys, I mean, yeah, they're hockey players and professional athletes, but they're also humans. They've been away from their families for a good from bit of time. their own bed. Just sleeping in your own bed is a big thing. Yeah, exactly. so I'm looking. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the schedule now. The only two games we really have left out west is a back to back in February on a Friday, Saturday, the 16th and 17th. 16th, Gold Knights the 17th. 
And right. That's it. I, I, and the I thing is, no, 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 those are the last games in January. We only have three away right. games in January. So I feel like, yes, use what happened. You tanked in Western Canada. You came back and won versus Ottawa. They need to, like I said, they need to use this game to turn everything else around because in, starting in January, they're going to be home. Which is a lot. A, yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I'm looking, like I said, looking at the schedule. Yeah, the only time you're back, the only two games are after nine o'clock is that Phoenix at nine, and then you got Vegas at ten thirty on a Saturday night. Oh my gosh, that's late. Woof does. But again, like the, I said, use last night as a turning mm-hmm. point. You're gonna come home and you're gonna build up all that momentum, and then after the All Star break, you need to ride the rest of the way into the playoffs. Yeah. Whoever made the schedule did the Canes a lot of favors getting all these long road trips out of the way. Because, like I said, after that, you go to the central time zone. That's the farthest west you get. Right. Minnesota and St. Louis. That's it. And you might – you I think – yeah, we're not even going back to Colorado. So, yeah. So, essentially, that, that back-to-back in February for Phoenix and Vegas, that's it. That's the only yeah. time you're going back out west. Everywhere else, you're going back to the central time zone. And – that's as far as west as you get. So whoever did the schedule did the Kansas a service of getting all these long road trips out of the way early. And now it's Eastern time zone with a couple sprinkles of central and that random back to back. So, okay, we'll take it. Um, talking about the, so going back to the game from last night from Kane Statburn is always, who, like I said, does an amazing job list of goalies in franchise history with 30 plus saves. Cause Peter went 30 for 31. Um, one penalty shot save in allowing one goal or less in a game. Where so I'll go from the latest to the to the most recent. Sean Burke, Sean Burke on January 21st, 1995 against Washington, and then Michael Layton, December 7th of 2008 against Washington, and then yes. Anton Kudobin on April 1st, 2014. It's not an April Fool's joke. He did it against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then now, Pyotr Kachekov last night against the Ottawa Senators. So that's some pretty good company for Pyotr the Great, the Russian madman, to join that elite, elite list of goalies who've done something like that. So you love to see it. And then one other stat we have to bring up. This is another huge history milestone thing this one is for sebastian aho as he is now top five in hurricane slash whalers history for most for most multi-goal games in franchise history eric Stahl has 49 ron francis has 47 kevin denine has got 44 then blaine stoughton 42 and then sebastian aho with 40 and we still have another, what, eight and a half seasons of Sebastian Ajo. I could say he could probably have this knocked out by the end of this season. I bet you I bet you he'll hit 50. I think he can do it. I think if Sebastian Ajo does it, you could see him hit 50 multi-goal games this season. I don't see why he won. If not, it's going to be done by next season. So another milestone for Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say about this guy? Yeah. Well, it was a stretch pick in the second round for the Hurricanes. Yeah, well, that stretch pick is um, working out pretty well for us as our 1C and our future captain and the future 
every record stat holder for offense for the Hurricanes. So, as Bailey said on we were when we were on the Talk Some Sense podcast, uh, twenty is probably going to be in the rafters when it's all said and done. So I'm not going to dispute it. <laughs> He's just that good. Yep. So looking into the game, I guess we're going to say tonight when this drops, uh, looking into Detroit, who are 15, 9, and 4, and they're fourth in the Atlantic. But they're also suffering some of their own injuries. They've got Larkins out, their oh. captain, and JT well, yeah, Comfort. And JT Comfort has been doing fantastic this season. I'm upset right now because he is on my fantasy team on a on a week where I play some people that I really don't want to lose to, but <laughs> I, I am going to play. I'm fully going to play that card as I have so many people on IR. I don't even know what to do. I'm just playing the world's biggest violin for you because that sounds like a you problem. Honestly, I'm enjoying the biggest it. violin. Okay, because you're <laughs> holding all the small ones over on your end. Got it. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I don't hear you. Anyway, it, this week. it should be interesting. I honestly, the, Detroit has been doing really well this season. Yeah, and they, they now, have now they have um, Mr. Patrick Kane. <laughs> he has scored a goal for him. Wow. <laughs> I honestly, though, I do feel for bad for Dylan Larkin, though, man, because that dude, and, he dropped to the ice and he did not move. Well, yeah. something. Was- like, I mean, I know they've been going a lot through as a family, too. So, like, I can't even imagine, like, you know, yeah. your team. I mean, obviously, I I want to say I obviously can't speak for the Red Wings, but I'm sure they've been completely supportive of him and his, you know, wife with what they've just been through. But, like, you know, to have the team back you with what you're going through in your personal life to then, like, he's your captain, here's your leader to, like, absolutely, you know, with that injury and not knowing when he's going to come back, like that's got to be well. Uh, well, also too, you also just lost David Perron for probably six games because he cross-checked the wrong dude in the teeth. So, uh, I can't remember. I think they came out and said how many games he got. It was six. He got six okay. games. I don't yeah. know. If they, I they are they are appealing. I was like, I don't know if I, I listen. I know you're always going to get the you're going to get the retaliation, and I don't agree with what he did. But I feel like someone else should be in trouble and out of that whole situation. I completely agree. I was was not watching that game live, but obviously the replays of that specific play were literally everywhere. And again, I don't agree with what he did. Um, I do um, have the appreciation for him sticking up, especially for his teammate, but you know, not only his teammate, but his captain and I'm sure friend. Um, but yeah. also too, I I don't really agree with what the calls were made in in that game. Um, oh no, oh yeah, I mean, well, because it was Matthew Joseph who caught him high. Um, I feel bad for Artem Zoo because he was just there. It, it was just wrong place, wrong time for him because all Peron sees is his captain down. Artem Zoo is kind of standing over him, and he's like, "No, it wasn't me." And then he just gets absolutely checked in the teeth so you didn't somebody wasn't somebody behind larkin as well it was yeah it was matthew it was matthew joseph yeah that's what i was talking about yeah, matthew joseph got him and i thought he, he was in the front no matthew joseph was behind behind him that's how he got hit high from behind and then artem zub was just skating around there and he was kind of in the vicinity too so yeah it was one of those things i would say last weekend was the absolute worst 
worse for officiating. So many calls that should have been calls and then led to suspensions that probably wouldn't have ever happened if they actually made some calls like the, um, uh, what, Dylan Cousins and Erica Branson for the Florida Jackets game. That was a absolute j- joke. I mean, you could counter that with what happened in one of our games with bunting. Bunting, I yeah, like bunting that. literally got boarded hardcore in the flames. Oh, yeah. Like that man's that man's he, back broken too. I was gonna yeah, say they yeah. didn't call a single thing on it. Oh yeah, he got smacked in the numbers again. Svetch is now out. That to me, that should have been a penalty. The ribs. I mean, well, 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 it was a penalty. They just didn't. Get, they he didn't. He didn't get well, suspended for it. Additional, additional, yeah, additional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Goodbranson got smacked from behind from um, Cousins. They acted like, well, he he shoulder checked him. I could give two craps if he got shoulder checked. You are still a guy who's supposed to know. Okay, I see numbers. Don't hit him in the numbers. I don't care if you got shoulder checked. Don't hit him in the numbers. That's exactly what happened with Evander Kane and whoever uh, Giannis Brodeen. He shoulder checked him. Well. He shoulder checked, you know, Brodeen shoulder checked Kane, so that's not really Kane's fault. Even though Kane ran through him, that should have been a thing. Um, yeah, it was just an all-around just a crap fest for officiating. And, of course, we all know that the Department of Player Safety is – they basically just spin a wheel and see what happens at this point. It's a joke. It really is. But, yeah, uh- but – yeah, the, for the Red Wings game, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they have in net because they have their plethora of It's predicted of to be Huso. Ah, Billy Huso. Okay, well, I, I figure we're going to get Alex Lyon just for the just for the stories. But, yep, so you got Billy Huso. They do have guys out. Like I said, Perron might be, Perron's probably going to be out. Larkin's out. We'll see what, what Kane does with the brinket. We do need to note So the Red Wings are second in the league with goals. They yeah, they did. Goals. They did have a hot start. They did have a hot start. Well, we are first in the league with shots on goal. <laughs> Experience uh, talking. They have the tenth, They are the tenth power play in the goal in the. I mean, in the league, and they are also second in shooting percentage. Um. So they've got the goals allowed. They're twenty second. Uh, and their penalty kill is currently 23rd, and they are 24th with penalty minutes. They're they're pretty equal with us in most things, except on goal um, and stuff. Yeah, shots on goal and faceoffs. Unfortunately, sure. I would. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the Hurricanes are going to do because we're going to go back 11-7 again. Which, please, not against the Red Wings. <laughs> you did. You got lucky against the Senators. Don't do it against the Red Wings, please. I'm curious to see if they're, they're probably going to put Lemieux in, but I'm curious to see who they call up because I'm sorry, you cannot run with another. Well, you can't run with no healthy scratch forwards. Like we're going to need to bring someone up if this fetch is going to be out. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything yet. I am um, kind of surprised. I will say this um, today um, was kind of to me kind of like eerie on Kane's Twitter because they were supposed to practice today, but they haven't released any like media availability. There were no pictures posted. Like it's been kind of a ghost town. 
Uh, yeah, because for the only I think, thing I, I think all of the all of their stuff they posted today has been about maybe about Piotr. Uh, yeah, Walt Ruff. Only thing he said about was seven hours ago that it was a Thursday and Friday's games are both on ESPN Plus and Hulu, and that they're going to have Steve Levy and Kevin Weeks will have the call at Little Caesars while Mike Manic, uh, yeah, Mike Monaco and Ryan Callahan and Blake Bolden will have the Kings Preds game, and then. NHL, oh uh, yeah, uh, they retweeted NHL Network's thing about Devin Dubnik loving Peter Kachekov's diving poke save, and then uh, Justin Robida scored for the Admirals. Yeah, that's but really that's about how, it. It's been like real quiet. Like you know, there were no quotes from Brandon yeah, Moore, no, no quotes yeah. from players. Like, I don't know. It just feels kind of weird. Uh, um, but yeah, honestly. Lock- T-shirt locker room, yeah, and everything's Piotr. Yeah, nothing. I'm kind of like bracing myself. Lavalette hasn't said anything either. Like I'm he, kind of bracing he, myself because I think that we might be trading. Like instead of calling somebody up, like there's the spicy take. <laughs> oh my god! Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Part of me feels like you know we might call up one or two people to like hold on deck but like i don't know like part of me wants to say that don's been working on something like i don't know yeah i, yeah, I kind of well if you if you got andre Svechikov out for a while and then you're kind of seeing like yeah maybe you know maybe some of the prospects aren't ready yet and maybe you kind of need another top six guy i wouldn't be surprised i'm just curious to see if it's what that's going to be. So you might be, you might be onto something, Jules. It could be something where it's like, maybe we'll, they're see, trying to- we'll clock it. We'll clock it in. We'll see how long it takes for Don to pick up the phone. But I don't know. Like part of me is just, they also, like- I mean, they also might just be sitting and watching all the Chicago Wolves drama going down and just being like, hmm, I feel oh, good. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Hey, their head coach decided to be a, uh, a moron and gets suspended for about 10 games because he wanted to, you know, abuse officials and say some things that are not kosher. So, yeah, maybe so anyway, we, we have, have, have we have a uh, Joel's spicy yeah. at 1047 p.m. on December 13th. Joel's is saying something, it might be going down. We're not yeah. sure. uh, I feel like I feel like we'll there's see. a storm brewing on the there's a telephone there's line. At, Storm brewing um, on Edwards Mill Road, Don Waddell's office. Okay, so one last quick thing before we dip out of here. Um, they have announced the NHL All Star Game is going to have this new skills competition. At least they're breaking up. At least they're breaking up the monotony <laughs> of the yeah. At least they're kind of getting away from whatever the last few years have been with these special challenges. I guess I don't. Basically, they're going with a feature 12 NHL All-Stars competing for points in eight events with an NHL All-Star who accumulates the most points will take home a grand prize of $1 million U.S. They specified U.S. American. (laughs) (laughs) Not a million Canadian, a million American dollars. Um, So they're going to have the – so each player will compete in in four of the first six events listed below, earning points – for their respective finish in each event. So they'll have the Festnall 
NHL fastest skater, the Rogers NHL hardest shot, the upper deck NHL stick handling, the NHL one-timers, NHL passing challenge, and the Cheetos NHL accuracy shooting. And then um, for the Honda NHL shootout, the top eight-point earners will advance to that. And then the Pepsi NHL obstacle course, the top six-point earners will advance to that one. So you're going from 12 to eight to six. And could they get any more sponsors for all these events? <laughs> like, holy crap. Every event you know is sponsored. What? You know, instead of uh, voting in players, I feel like they should allow people to vote in activities or something. I mean, I'm kind of glad that they're seemingly changing it up from years past because I'm going to be real honest with you. I haven't tuned in to a full all-star weekend since like we had drunk Ovechkin at the draft. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's been, okay. the last, the last like five years, the all-star events have been, well, cause the, the, it's just, they mismanage timing it and the events are just terrible. And, and the fact that they're actually spreading this out over three days, thank gosh, they're actually making this. I'll be honest. I've been fun. so tuned out. Zach wanted to talk about this and I was like, why? <laughs> I'm not like, I was going to say, I will say this, like, who do I need to talk to? Cause I have some ideas, you know, instead of, I don't, I'd be interested to see what they do for this obstacle course. But do you know what I want? I want all the players to go out on an obstacle course, wipeout style. Okay. Can you just imagine, <laughs> imagine would... the NHL all-stars just bouncing on those bread balls to get across to the other side or getting just oh punched in the face by like some random like boxing gloves, like that's what I want to honestly, see. Honestly, honestly, the obstacle course should be Jarvis and KK just throwing things at people and that trying to get a, in their way. Like I would, or, that would be you know, make it be like the Hunger Games. Throw them all into a re- into an arena. Let John Forsland and somebody else be the announcers and just let them go to town. Or you know, like Survivor, go take all the All Stars, drop them off on an island. See who can come out. You know, my vote oh, for that's going to be Brent, Brent Burns. Send him that's for the Canes. We all know that he's climbing up in a tree and living until everybody else gets kicked off. You know, or basically end off another TV show. Lock him in a house like Big Brother. Oh, I'd gosh. love to see the NHL All-Stars start teaming up with people who they would not normally team up with just to kick other ones out. Lock that them all be- in the house. Throw up all these cameras, and I'm telling you, you're going to grow the viewership of the All-Star game by millions if you just lock them all in a house, throw a bunch of cameras in there, and just let them just let them live. I mean, hey, you know what? While they're at it, get call the Jones brothers and see if they can do some uh... – <laughs> <laughs> do it do a set beforehand you know oh what gosh. we'll have the jonas brothers do the opening ceremony we'll have nickelback do the closing ceremony and and somewhere taylor swift is just there doing her thing i guess because why not just bring all yeah. of them together at this point exactly, exactly. oh what more my could gosh you want? the nhl nhl all-stars nickelback jonas brothers and taylor swift what more could you want gold mine gold mine but but gold it's mine. it's it's well, it's Gary Bettman's NHL. We can't have fun here. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, man. But, well, so the all I don't know if anyone knows, but the All-Star Game weekend is in Toronto. So there you go. Be that as it may. It's going to um, be freezing. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, 
it'll be nice if they, it'll be nice if we got one back, but that's going to be a while. But Jules, but anyway, <laughs> yes, Jules, thank you so much for coming. This is a lot longer episode than we thought it was going to be, but honestly, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, every time Zach goes, it's going to be short, and I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? You know one what? more stat. One more stat. Let's share it right now. <laughs> but thanks for being on, Jules. Yeah, we love to have you on again, and we love that you get to fill in. Unfortunately, Bailey wasn't here tonight, but I mean, yeah, I'm you filled her shoes pretty well. <laughs> I love the Jules spicy takes or warning spicy take alert. <laughs> spicy warnings for the takes. Okay, spicy spicy warning. For the takes pretty much pretty much but jules like i said this was a lot of fun yeah it, it might be almost two hours but it's well worth it so howie i don't want to hear you complain because of the fact we got one fourth he'll still of, complain he'll still complain it, even if it's a fancy duck boy I, he better not be <laughs> if he does i'm gonna be like howie come on man what are we doing here it's a fancy duck boy i, I, I love them that. i love them so much it is full chaos all the time, but yeah, I, I've met Alex. I haven't met Howie or, or um, Moose yet. It's got to happen. I actually, hey. I am working. I I am working with something. I am working with Moose on something very cool. It's not hockey related, but it's we are working on something. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. February. There is a there is a game in February where uh, all four fancy duck boys media members are going to be at the game in attendance are we talking about the whalers game yep uh too bad too bad all of you can't be there for the abs game because i know the search cast will be all together for that one so that's okay wow fine jules whatever (laughs) anyway so you can find (laughs) jules where can they find you (laughs) cats like i'm done let's get out of here um they can find me on Twitter at Jules1653. Um, you can come for all of the spicy warning takes um, as well as um, some graphics that I create that sometimes I don't think are cool, but apparently other people think are cool. Um, because they, well, they are. As, they are. As well as videos. I will say I do not take credit for the actual filming of the videos, but I do take credit for just slapping them all together to make something really cool. Um, also, you can find me, like they have said, I am also one-fourth of the Fancy Duck Boys. Um, you can find all of our chaos also on Twitter as well. <clears throat> A definite must-fall, I'll say that. Um, Kat, where can people find you? You can find me on Twix at Kaniac Chick, and then you can find me on TikTok at KBT Hunter 74 um, If you also want to follow my twin sister who is not here tonight on Twix, it is Bailey Curtis with two Ys. Um, she also does, you can also follow her Instagram um, if you want some more personal stuff. Um, and then she does a lot of writing things and everything, but I don't know what all that is right now. Um, but honestly, if you want any of her stuff, you can listen to the end of the last episode and you'll get it. Um, and then if you want to follow the search cast on Twix, Instagram, and YouTube, it's all the same thing. Hi, hello, how are you? The search cast. It's very easy. We also, as Zach loves to say, we have a link tree and it has all the links to all of our stuff. 
So just go follow us on one of those things. You'll get all the other stuff. Real simple, easy. Anyway, follow us on YouTube, as Bailey says. Like, comment, subscribe, all those fun things. I don't know where she is with how up-to-date it is, but there's still fun <laughs> episodes to go watch. So I yeah. know Jordan Zach- Martinuk is there. Jordan Mar- the Jordan Martinuk episode is up. I know that one for yeah. sure. Exactly. Yeah, we might be behind on uploading, but Jordan Martinuk's episode is up there. Well, we kind of had to. That's a very, that's a very Zachary, where can people find you? Um, okay, so real quick for Bailey, because you didn't know Bailey Lynn Curtis on Instagram, AHL News Now for the Colorado Eagles. So make sure to check that out. Uh cool. just want to clarify that. Because we, we can't we gotta do some we gotta do some uh justice for Bailey here on where to find her stuff at. Now for me, you can find me on Twix at one true Zach spelled out. It's the le- it's the number one, but spelled out. One true Zach. I mean you can do it for me if you want. I mean he also and then if you want to follow his Instagram, which I don't remember what it is. But you can go follow more nerdy D&D stuff, sometimes hockey videos, all that fun stuff. And then he also writes about hockey. Did you guys know that? Have you been listening to us long? Guess what? Zach writes about hockey. Where do you write about hockey, Zach? Okay, so for Instagram, it's ZachRMartin22, if we're actually going to get it right, do it right. Hockey-related stuff, Charlotte Checkers at AHL News Now. Make sure to check that out. And then if you want to find my Hurricanes content, which actually is a, I have a really cool uh, Christmas-themed uh, article that I'm going to be writing on very soon. So make sure to check that out when it comes out. Hopefully tomorrow. It, cross our fingers. Is it, so. what, is it what players are on the naughty list and what players are on the nice list? Uh, it, it it involves a list, but it's a lot of wishing. So I'll, just, I'll leave it at that. Did you um, consult uh, Elf on the Shelf Aho for your list? I think my idea was better. I, I, I cannot I cannot confirm or deny that, Jules. I guess you're just gonna have to wait and see when that figures out. Which po- I love how I just posted that photo and it's just got good traction. So it's just, it's just it's we need that back. We need we need Elf on the Shelf Aho back because we need a little Holly. I don't think he's right in now. a jolly spirit right now. He might be after last after last game. I, actually, what though? I want Seth Jarvis to do that. He would be a perfect elf on a shelf. That would could, be no amazing. Seth Jarvis needs to be Seth Jarvis needs to be Snoop on a stoop. <laughs> Have you heard know. of that? Snoop, yeah, Snoop yeah. on a stoop. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have seen his lie detector test on Instagram on the NHL's Instagram, but if you haven't, quick plug for that, please go watch it because that man is sweating. Oh, a hundred percent. It is absolutely glorious. Um, but yes, there will be an article out soon. It'll be Christmas festive ish, uh, for that, but that is with the hockey writers. So make sure to please go check that out. Um, I don't know if he's announced it on his podcast yet, but we have to say this. Congratulations to Colin, uh, Madewell. He's actually part of the hockey writers as well. So it's awesome working alongside of him. So yeah, you're going to be getting a lot of content for me and Colin on that side of things. So big shout out to him. Um, if he hasn't announced it yet, oh well, we're gonna do it on this podcast because we gotta support the friends. Kind of have to. Friends of the pod, gotta support them. So that will wrap up this that's, episode. Thank you for everyone. That's it who, for us now, right, Zach? <laughs> that's what I was doing, Cat. If you just give me a second, good gracious, Mom, the brother and sister are fighting <sighs> every time. But until next week. For our next episode of the Surge Cast, as always, again, once Jules, thank you very much. And Thanks until, yes, of course. But until next week, I'm Zach.
I'm Kat. And I'm Jules. <laughs> and we'll see you next time here. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs>